Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of One More Minute. It's me, your host, Monique. Thank you all for joining me for Mo Mitch Monday. Now, today's episode, we're building on a previous one entitled Exception to the Rule. In case you missed it, don't worry, I've got the Cliff's Notes. It basically said, what's meant for you won't pass you, and that you don't have to be qualified for the blessings that God has stored up for you. By definition, exception to the rule is defined as something that doesn't follow the rule. Simple enough, right? It goes against the grain, an expectation and or a set standard. Whatever happens for us, those lofty dreams, that business venture, that relationship, that new house you're dreaming of, and the stuff to put in it, that big boy or big girl job, access to movers and shakers, when God does what he does for you, it won't make any sense. You're already pre-qualified. It's already yours. So activate faith and confidence in yourself to go get it. Apply, send that intro message. Whatever you got to do, it's yours. Now, today's episode will kind of expound on that. Over the last few weeks, I was reminded of a conversation I had with one of my mentors. She gave me two pieces of advice about dream chasing that has stuck with me through the years. She said, your faith and believing yourself will get you through the door, being that exception to the rule, but getting out of your own way and overcoming what they call the imposter syndrome will keep you there. At 21, 22, I had no idea what that meant, but boy, oh boy, I have been in for a treat. As I've navigated through my career, the highs and the lows, and even through life, as I've had many conversations with friends and family and other mentors, I've learned that this is something that we've all shared or share in common. The point of today's episode is to remind ourselves that while we continue to climb that ladder of success to reach our dreams, that it's important and imperative that we get out of our own way to dream bigger and to dream bolder. I know so many people, including myself, who have reached a pinnacle of success or seem to have reached that mountaintop, but doubt ourselves the whole way up. Because we live in such a microwave society and are busy watching other people's success and highlight reels, we often compare ourselves and second guess who we are called to be. And imposter syndrome is a major component of this. Yes, being exception to the rule is the first step in achievement, which activates our faith, but getting over ourselves and out of our own minds is the second step. So what exactly is imposter syndrome? It's defined as a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and or talents and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Though it's not quite a psychological disorder, it's more so a battlefield in your mind of sorts that affects how you see yourself and how you show up in the world. It's basically self-sabotaging behavior um, and pulls out the thoughts that we have deep down, how we feel about ourselves, about being exposed as a complete phony or believing that we aren't as competent or amazing as others perceive us to be, or even worse, we feel like we don't belong someplace. It shows up in many forms and can affect us in different ways, especially in our professional and even our personal careers as anxiety, depression, lack of self-worth, value, timidness. And it basically forces us to count ourselves out when other people have already counted us in. The thing about imposter syndrome is that some of us are afraid to admit we have it or that we've had it. Who wants to outright say they don't believe in themselves or that they don't believe the hype about themselves or that they aren't capable or second guess their greatness? But it affects everyone. It doesn't discriminate. It affects those from the highest to the lowest of achievers. And while, yes, early research from psychologists work uh, focused on high achieving women and men, the syndrome has been found to impact both sexes in roughly equal numbers. When you read the bios of some of the greatest changers and 
change makers and dreamers and doers of all time, they've all agreed that the key to their success was getting out of their own way and believing in themselves. It's the one thing we all have in common with the people we admire most and that we put on the highest pedestals. So how does one get imposter syndrome? It's mostly in large part to reaction to certain circumstances or situations or things that we've been through, usually negative. Perhaps you've been overlooked, you made big mistakes, you've been chastised, you failed a time or two, etc. And it shows up in subtle ways. So here are a couple examples. It's that feeling you get when you finally have a seat at the table and you talk yourself out of it because you don't feel like you deserve to be there. Or perhaps you made a big mistake and that's like your, your sign that this isn't for you. Perhaps it's that feeling you get when you get a new job at a big company and you think that the only reason you got it was to meet a quota, like being black, because companies now in the climate of Black Lives Matter are trying to fill a quota or reach a pinnacle of success in that diversity and inclusion numbers, despite you having the experience and the education, despite someone giving you a chance, despite someone giving you a seat at the table because they feel like you have something to say and they value your opinion. Or perhaps it's working really hard and going going above and beyond because you're trying to prove a point that you can actually measure up. I read this great article on The Muse um, that credits Dr. Valerie Young as discovering five competence types of people who suffer from imposter syndrome. These show up in our professional, personal, and social lives. So take a listen as you might identify one of these. The first one of this group is the perfectionist. Perfectionism and imposter syndrome go hand in hand. Think about it. Perfectionists set excessively high goals for themselves. When they fail to reach a goal, they experience major self-doubt and worry about measuring up. Whether they realize it or not, that group can also be control freaks, feeling like if they want something done right, they have to do it themselves. The second is the Superman or Superwoman. Since people who experience this phenomenon are convinced they're phonies amongst real deal colleagues, they often push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. But this is just a false cover for their insecurities and the work overload may harm not only their mental health, but also their relationships with others. Imposter workaholics are actually addicted to the validation that comes from working, not to the work itself. The note about the Superman and the Superwoman goes on to say that this shows that people who work really, really hard try to show that they're competent and skilled, but that's not always reasonable. The third one is the natural genius. Dr. Valerie Young says that people with this competence type believe they need to be a natural genius. As such, they judge their competence based on ease and speed as opposed to their efforts. In other words, if they take a long time to master something, they feel ashamed. These type of imposters set their internal bar impossibly high, just like perfectionists. But natural genius types don't judge themselves based on ridiculous expectations. They also judge themselves based on getting things right on the first try, wherein they aren't able to do something quickly or fluently. This sounds off an alarm in their head that they aren't good at something or they don't deserve to have it. The fourth one is the soloist. Sufferers who feel as though they are asking uh, for help reveal their phoniness or what Young calls soloist. It's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can prove your worth. The last one is what she calls the expert. Experts measure their competence based on what and how much they know or can do. Believing, believing that they will never know enough, they fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. After reading this, 
these five types of competence, I realized I saw myself and identified with a couple of these, but also having conversations with my friends, they identified with these as well. So now what's the next step, right? So you feel like you have imposter syndrome. Now we know what it is. Now we know how we get it. Now we know how it shows up in every area of our life. How do we move forward? Here's some tips that I found based upon my research. Sometimes in the midst of imposter syndrome, we have to remember why we started and how far we've come. We can't always count ourselves out because we have to remember where God brought us from and where we are now. We also have to remember that we aren't alone and that feeling like we aren't good enough or that we aren't worthy of something. It's a normal feeling, but it's also fleeting. So you have to move past it. It's important to talk to our friends, our mentors and our family. We have to recognize our expertise. It helps us realize how far we've come and how much knowledge we have to impact and impart onto the world. We have to remember what we do well. Dr. Young suggests that writing down things that we're really good at and the areas that might need work help us to recognize what we're doing well and what areas of our life need legitimate room for improvement. We have to realize that perfectionism is not real. Usually perfectionism equals a lack of achievement. People with imposter feelings always try to strive for perfectionism, but they have to stop focusing on it. It's also important to take the time to appreciate the fruits of our hard work and develop and implement rewards to success and learning how to celebrate our wins, even in the midst of losses. We have to change our thinking. People with imposter feelings have to reframe the way that they think about their achievements to gradually chip away at the superstitious thinking that fuels the imposter cycle. Next, we have to learn how to pray, right? Pray without ceasing. We have to just talk to God about the things that we need help in, especially how we see ourselves and how we show up in the world. And the last one is we have to find exercises that help to edify our self-worth and our value. That's so important. How we see ourselves and our self-esteem really helps to propel us to the next level of our life. I think that the most Limiting part of dealing with imposter syndrome is that it limits our courage to go after new opportunities, explore potential areas of interest, and put ourselves out there in a meaningful way. At the end of the day, it's important that we all remember this. We're here for a reason. Whether it's a job, whether it's starting a new business, whether it's a moment in our lives, we are worthy. We're better than we think we are. We're smarter than we think we are. We know more than we give ourselves credit for, and we have to remember that and remind ourselves of that as often as we need to. As we go through 2020, we kind of cut through the clutter of all the confusion and, you know, people are getting laid off and people are getting uh, furloughed and people aren't getting jobs and people are looking for new opportunities. People are realizing their dreams. It's so important that we have to remind ourselves that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That yes, we'll have those fleeting feelings and moments where we feel like we don't deserve something, but we deserve all the goodness and all the great things that the world has to offer, the universe has to offer, that God has to offer, because God has a plan for our lives in spite of what it looks like. So I hope today's podcast blessed you because it definitely blessed me. It's important that we talk about these different types of things and that we really delve into them and recognize them and realize that we are all in this together and that we aren't alone when we have those moments of feeling down and feeling like, you know, we don't know what's ahead of us and what's next. 
So, as always, I'm going to keep giving you Mo. Make sure that you listen. Make sure that you like. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Share with your friends, your friends, your colleagues, your mentors, and people that you care about, that you feel like could benefit from today's podcast about imposter syndrome, what it is, how we can identify, and how we can move forward. Make sure that you listen to One Mo Minute on one of the following platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Monique A. Mitchell, simple enough. Make sure you log on to www.moniqueamitchell.com to have the full transcript of today's podcast and listen to this full episode. And make sure that you follow me on Twitter at Monificent11, M-O-N-I-F-I-C-N-T-11. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Make sure that you listen to all my episodes. I have so many episodes on all those platforms. I'm sure they'll bless your life. And our next Convos with Mo conversation is going to be amazing. I'm going to give you like some breaking news is with the incredible and the amazing Shayla Span. I'm telling you, it was so, so good. I promise you that you enjoy it. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.